News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis in Hong Kong. Israel has sent troops and tanks into northern Gaza in what Benjamin Netanyahu is calling the second stage of the war against Hamas. Kirsten Fontenrose, president of Red Six Solutions, says the spread of the war is likely, but escalation is a separate issue. We're seeing activity by groups that are also backed by Iran that constitutes spread because they're happening on different fronts. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're looking at escalation to a wider war. What this does look like is that these groups are trying to spread Israel thin to make it easier for Hamas to fight them. That's Kirsten Fontenrose, president of Red Six Solutions. Egypt says its natural gas imports have fallen to zero. Egypt imports gas from Israel, and some of the gas is converted to LNG and then exported to Europe. Chevron operates the Tamar field in the Mediterranean off the coast of Israel. And last Monday, Israel ordered Chevron to shut down natural gas production there. The shutdown might quash hopes of a resumption of exports to Europe. Donald Trump has lost his latest attempt to delay the partial gag order on him in the January 6th trial. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story. The partial gag order bars him from publicly criticizing prosecutors, potential witnesses, and court staff. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin's ruling will immediately go into effect unless a higher court intervenes. Trump attorneys are expected to ask a federal appeals court to immediately step in. The order was paused as a judge allowed further arguments. Prosecutors argue for a tighter gag, as they say a post regarding former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who flipped last week, would have violated the order if it were in effect. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. The Fed's decision on Wednesday may take a backseat to another potential market-moving event, the Treasury and its new borrowing plan. The quarterly refunding announcement is due just hours before the Fed decision. It will detail how the Treasury intends to ramp up sales of longer-term government debt. Here's Christopher Harvey from Wells Fargo. If the Treasury announces and they don't need as much paper as people suspect or they come in line with expectations, that's a good thing. If the FOMC plays ball and says, "Okay, we're done, we're good here for now, that could stabilize the markets. Since Fitch downgraded the U.S. sovereign rating in August, markets have been paying more attention to the deteriorating U.S. fiscal position. Over the weekend, Stellantis reached a tentative deal with the United Auto Workers. It includes 25% hourly raise plus cost of living allowances. It matches an agreement that the UAW reached last week with Ford. In a video posted on X, UAW President Sean Fain praised the deal with Stellantis. Once again, we've achieved what just weeks ago we were told was impossible. The power of the stand-up strike cannot be understated. Over the 44 days we were on strike, Stellantis more than doubled the total value of the proposals they had on the table. The union said that on top of Stellantis's reopening of the plant, the company would also add more than 1,000 jobs at a new battery plant in Illinois, in Belvedere. Stellantis is now negotiating to head off a strike at its Canadian operations. That's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Brian Curtis. This is Bloomberg. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.